BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so that they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. I've literally had friends that haven't had those prime therapist matches and have changed. There's no shame in just going to a therapy appointment or having one online and just being like, yeah, I didn't really mesh well with this person. That's completely normal. BetterHelp makes it so easy. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is also available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit betterhelp.com slash love you mean it. That's better H-E-L-P, better help, and join the over 500,000 people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. And we have a special offer for our listeners, for our love you mean it listeners. You can get 10% off of your first month at betterhelp.com slash love you mean it. Hi everybody, it's Erin and Meg and welcome back to this week's episode of the Love You Mean It podcast. This week we're sitting down with one of our podcaster friends. Her name is Camila Vola. She has her own podcast called the My Point of View podcast. We have been on her show twice and this is her first time coming on our show. We're so happy to have her on. She is a university student but she also freelances on the side and so that's basically what we're talking to her about is freelancing like how she got into it how to get jobs and all that stuff so we're gonna talk about that but we have a very exciting announcement i don't know if you guys saw our instagram we made our own website we came out with new merch so we kind of want to do more on the website like we're able to post blog posts and stuff like that so we were like maybe thinking about doing stuff like that as well and we're going to be like adding new merch periodically so that's fun and if there's anything that you guys are looking for specifically or any like colors or anything you want we'll do our best to fulfill those but yeah we've had some orders placed and we're really excited to have you guys get your stuff so don't forget to follow us on instagram at love you mean a podcast don't forget to support the podcast in the link down below where you can donate you can go check out our website it's loveymeanapodcast.com simple easy to the point if you guys have a couple dollars that you're willing to spend on us it's you don't even have to listen to the podcast it literally just says love you mean it so i feel like it's so generic and like honestly anyone could wear it Mm -hmm. so if you want to tell someone hey i love you and i mean it buy them our merch please rate and review us on apple Podcasts if you have literally a millisecond of time it is so fast but yeah so you can just rate us a number of stars one to five please leave us five please and then you can also leave a review and it really helps us get discovered yeah but i guess without further ado we're just going to get into everybody's favorite segment so i don't know if you wanted to tell them what it is in case they're in here if you're new here welcome um we'd love to have you we're so excited to continue to grow our audience and then if you are a returning listener welcome back we're so happy to have you but every week we talk about what we're loving and what we're hating and we get the negative shit out of the way first what i'm hating this week is how johnson and johnson got paused by the u.s so basically if you're not from the u.s that is one of our main vaccines we are so thankful to have the vaccine but what makes us angry is the fact that they stopped providing the vaccine because a couple people got rare blood clots which is obviously terrible six people in the scheme of things out of the millions of people that are getting it is not that high we have a lot of medications that have blood clots as side effects so it's just kind of shocking that they would pause it after something so small. It's sort of like the AstraZeneca vaccine, but it's like when we have this many people that need to be vaccinated, we kind of just have to push through it. And like, it's not mandatory. So if you don't want to get a vaccine, you don't have to, but I think we should just have as many available for people. But what I'm hating this week is when people are just really mean. I mean, like specifically when we're talking about like clients and stuff, we talked about like freelancing in this episode and obviously I'm not freelancing. Like we're talking about like my nine to six job. I don't know. I just had this client that was really mean and she called my work that I turned into her ugly with, but she spelled ugly wrong. So I guess I win. I don't know. She was just like really mean for no reason like i totally get like having an an opinion and like wanting things to look how the way that you look like obviously i'm not mad about criticism and like that makes sense but like when it's just like being mean for like no reason i don't really obviously it's not fun it's just crazy how people in a professional setting speak to others like she literally would say to aaron like oh i hate that which is like okay but like don't tell me you hate that like word it differently it can't please everyone yeah just moral of the story just be nice about it when you say it but what are you loving this week 
I think it's honestly what we're both loving this week, low-key. <laughs> so we're kind of collabing. We love two things this week. So I don't know if you guys have heard of, it's a cafe based out of Philadelphia, I believe, but they have multiple cafes in different cities. There's some in New York. That was where I first tried it. There's some in Boston and they're just like really cool places. It's called La Colombe. It looks like Colombe. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's horrible. A lot of people, I've heard a lot of people say Colombe. No, wait, you really? Yes. Oh, I didn't realize yeah. people like, I know it looks like that. I didn't realize people like said No, it. like I've heard people say like, oh, like I love La Colombe. And no. I'm like, oh. Embarrassing. Um, gotta love Americans. But yeah, so it's this amazing cafe they like source all their coffee ethically and like locally and stuff like that so it's a really great company but they recently i would say recently they released like their cold brews and you can find it at target my mom also found it at big y so if you're in the new really okay if you're in the new england area you can also get it at big y uh, they also have it at at Wegman. So if you're in... See, that's where we only thought we could buy it. Yeah, well, that's the first place I saw it. And then months later, like, it wasn't until Aaron's was like, oh, my God, they have it at Target. And I was like, so what? Weird. So for months, I was only, get, like, getting it at Wegman's when I would go to visit my boyfriend's parents in New Jersey, which... Wegmans is the best grocery store in the world. Fight me. If you live anywhere near New York or New Jersey, just go there because you're going to die. But they recently released these cans of... They're like cold brew, right? Yeah. They're well, cold no, brew. Actually, I think they're technically draft lattes. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So, they're draft lattes. <laughs> One I just sounded like such <laughs> a dick. They're technically they're draft lattes. They're technically latte. draft lattes. It honestly is a draft with the fucking head on it. It is, like, though. So, you pour it out of the can. I was, like, surprised how like it looked like i got like a nitro cold brew mm-hmm. from like a starbucks or something there is a really decent head on it i don't know why they <laughs> named it that i just think it's so I stupid it. can you just call it foam i know like what a there's head. a lot of foam there's cold foam on it <laughs> it comes with cold foam imagine going to her like when we eventually go back to your brewery and be like oh my god there's so much cold foam <laughs> Can you guys have vanilla sweet cream cold foam? Can you put peppermint you, in the phone? I really want cold foam. Thank you. Fuck. Okay, sorry. Um, we're not funny. Honestly, Nobody's laughing right now. Like, I think beer should do that, though. Like, imagine getting, like, a chocolate stout with, like, a I little, ch- like, a, like, a mocha foam, like a cold foam. That would be fine. Two roads, listen up. Don't, <laughs> don't they have that chocolate? Don't they have, like, a chocolate? I... I don't know. I recently tried. It was. It sounds disgusting, but mm-hmm. it's really good. Um, I think it's from a brewery in Maine. My little sister brought it home, but it's called. I think the beer was called like Ice Cream Social. Okay. And it was a chocolate peanut butter beer. They have that at Two Roads, like and one similar. It sounded I've disgusting. Tried it. I know, but it was fantastic. I literally downed it. It was so good. So I feel like that would really be good with cold mm-hmm. foam. I know. I feel like that Are Loki like would be... Just, coming on with something? No, but also kind of to digress again, and then we'll get back to yeah. the podcast, I swear. But so I was telling Meg the other day that we tried this like gourmet grilled cheese place at my job. You First of all, you would die. They had this... So like they're grilled cheeses that have been written about in the New York Times. And so they had this one cheese. Hear me out. It was dark chocolate and cheese, like a grilled cheese. And we like got it to try it like it's a joke. And it was so weird. Like, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. But I would definitely not, like, I would definitely not, like, go get lunch and be like, oh, yeah. Like, seek like, it out. But, like, a chocolate grilled cheese. But, like, one of my bosses was like, oh, this is actually pretty good. I was like, okay, I wouldn't take, I, like, I wouldn't go that far. Okay, I get, like, the meaning behind it, I guess. Because a lot of people put, like, cheese on pies and shit. And then also Think about like, like cheese boards and on charcuterie people. boards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people are like I've heard people on TikTok. They're like, it's not charcuterie, it's charcuterie. <laughs> and I'm like, y'all are fucking nasty. Shark, it's charcuterie. <laughs> shark, shark, coochie board. Yeah, so I get like the the chocolate and cheese together, but like I don't know if I would necessarily like want that married in a sandwich. It was just very odd. And then it's on like kind of like multi-grainish bread too. So it was uh, the, my grilled cheese was so good though. It had how, do you, how, it. how do you say it? Gruyere? Oh, Gruyere, yeah. yeah Gruyere like- cheese. It had prosciutto, and then it had this like really fancy like green mustard. It, first of all, it was called the Caveman, so me. But it was so <laughs> good. So then we were talking about the other thing that we're loving this week, which is vaccines. Yeah, just me saying that I hate the Johnson and Johnson okay, vaccine. Yeah. But no, we but, do love vaccines in general. Yeah, I 
uh, if you listen to our episode two weeks ago, we talked about how we had gotten appointments, but since then we've, I, I was, surpri- I was surprised you didn't say it last week. I thought you did, but you didn't, um, that well, we're probably saving it. For yeah, true. Both. That we're loving vaccines. Um, I was not loving the symptoms I got from my vaccine. Yeah. Um, but if you, obviously you guys know, we, we've had COVID and so they say that the first shot is kind of the worst one. So if that's it, I'm, I'm pretty okay. I've, well, I, it's I, pretty recent. So I still feel like we have like a decent amount of antibodies. Yeah. So I'm well, like, and they said that like you still have antibodies and then like your body's obviously like the vaccine produces more. So they're kind of like combating. I thought that like me not knowing science, I'm like, I thought that because we had COVID that we would like, it would give us a better shot to fight it but apparently not no i literally felt i my i I never had a temperature but like my skin was really hot and like yesterday i honestly felt like shit i worked for my bed and except i had to like interview someone and then i got on my desktop and was like hello and then i went back to my bed and was like yeah i want to die but yeah um i know i'm i really think that you should get a vaccine if you're comfortable with it and if there's appointments in your area Definitely check CVS if you haven't. My That's why I got an earlier vaccine is because I had an original appointment to go to Mohegan Sun, the convention center in Connecticut, guys, if you know where that is. I had a therapy appointment with my therapist. Mm, redundant. That shit's redundant. Um, and I had a therapy appointment with my therapist, and she told me that CVS adds new appointments at 1 a.m. every single day. And so I was like, tea. So I went on at like 7 a.m., like one random day and they had appointments alas we got appointments yeah thankfully like all the most of the cvs is actually new moderna but for some reason the new haven cvs does pfizer so turn yeah. up pfizer gang uh, uh, honestly though just vaccine gang uh, uh, it doesn't matter which one you got just please get vaccinated it's shot girl summer yeah it <laughs> <laughs> i'm not, I'm not even gonna take the credit for that i saw darren say that that's really funny no but just like I don't know, even if you're, like, apprehensive about it, which I get it, a lot of people are, people are hesitant because they're, like, how did this get made so fast? Like, which is totally valid, I understand that, but, like, just do your research, and now it's great that we're eligible at this moment because healthcare workers got it so long ago that we've been able to almost use them as guinea pigs Mm -hmm. to see how long that the antibodies last and like i've seen all these new studies like i saw one that moderna put out that after six months after the second dose like you still have a really high number of antibodies which is like really promising i know and then i saw pfizer say that now because of like the trials that they've been running on people that have been fully vaccinated we might need a third booster shot in 12 months which I will take. I will take one every day. Yeah. So again, we we're really excited about laminating our cards. Don't laminate your cards. Don't get them. I haven't gotten them yet, but I did buy vaccination card protectors. Smart. And you can get them in packs. So I think I got a 10 pack. So I'm just going to give them to people. Like- yeah, because when you think about it, like honestly, like the va- we don't know how, many, how often we're going to have to get the vaccinations and they're going to have to like print it again. And if your card's laminated, like... You can, they can't really do that. So if you put it in a card protector, then you can just whip her out. Yeah. So highly recommend that. There are a bunch of people on Etsy that are selling them. So support small businesses. Um, honestly, I'm not even going to give the link because there were literally so many yeah, so people that you can Etsy. buy from. Um, and if you can, buy them in packs. They're super cheap, too. Like, I was give surprised. Give them to, like, your parents. Your yeah. Parents. So your grandparents, like, coworkers, whoever. So I will be doing that. I'll let you guys know what it's like when I get it. They also have like a little hole in them. So if you want to put it on like a lanyard or a keychain or something, you're able to do that too. You're putting on my car keys. Me. And they seal at the top. So they're like waterproof. Mm-hmm. So nice. I don't know. They're just so great. I honestly love capitalism sometimes. I'm like, wow, y'all are really on your shit. Like you invented something new to and fit. And like it's, it's, and it's awesome. Yeah. Like honestly, fuck capitalism like 98% of the time. But in this case... I love it. Yeah. Because it's making my life easier. Mostly like capitalism does. Yeah. Damn it. (laughs) That's how they get you. You got me there. (laughs) But thank you guys so much for listening to this pretty decently long intro. Uh, We really hope that you guys enjoy this episode. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram. Check out our website. Check out the merch. Review and rate the podcast. We're going to get into the rest of the episode. Hope you love it. 
All right, everybody, we're back with Camila, and she's just going to give us a little elevator pitch about herself. Hello, everybody. I never know what to say in this thing, but <laughs> yes, my name is Camila. I'm from Argentina. I'm a 22-year-old college student. I also do some freelance work, and I also have a podcast called My Point of View Podcast, and that's a little bit of what I do. <laughs> We've actually been on Camila's podcast twice. This is her first time coming on ours, thank God. We'll put the links in the description of this episode so that you guys can check those out, and then we'll link all of her socials, of course you know just we're gonna jump right in so you guys know that we do our segment so we already talked about what we were loving and hating but we're gonna ask Camila what she's loving and hating so get the negative shit out of the way first and what are you hating this week so what I'm hating this week are we talked a little bit about before starting recording like COVID restrictions it's just kind of sad to see us going back we had a six month long quarantine in Argentina last year so Kind of thinking that we're going back to that is kind of scary, so I'm hating that. <laughs> and what I'm loving is, and I wanted to tell you about this here in Argentina, non dairy milks are not very famous. Like there in the States, people usually drink dairy milk because, mm-hmm. like, the other ones never were famous. But I found and I bought, thank God, oat milk the other day, and I tried it out, and it's the best thing ever. I love so oat milk, good. and it has made me so happy, so oat milk is what I'm loving this week. You know, you can make your own, right? I've made it before. Yeah. It's actually, yeah. it comes out pretty good. You just have to get, like, the right measurements, and then also, like, if you want to add sweetener or, like, vanilla or anything like that, um, but it actually does come out, like, the same as regular milk. It just doesn't have, like, the um, shelf life as like regular mm. oat milk I know but. I feel like oat milk is like perfect well because it's like I don't really love the texture or, like the heaviness of milk but like regular milk but I feel like oat milk is like the perfect transition if somebody's going from like regular milk to plant-based yeah. because mm-hmm. it's so creamy and like thick mm-hmm. it's like a lot of people would really like that so if anyone's listening ch- check out some yeah milk. and I feel like other milks like nut milks are very overpowering over coffee mm-hmm. and I like the taste of coffee and oat milk and I still Get, gets me the taste of coffee without overpowering it like when I use almond milk I feel like I'm nearly just taking almond milk and that's it like I don't feel the coffee but yeah yeah no it almost tastes like nutty or something yeah no, and I, I, I don't love it but I love yeah. oat so I was like this is good no oat milk <laughs> is the best and it's the best for the environment too so you know it's sustainable queens over here so we're really just excited to get into this episode we really want to talk a lot about like freelancing working for yourself because we haven't really talked about that in like a while and i don't know i was gonna say the start of a new year but it's april so, <laughs> um, i mean like start of a new fiscal year starts yeah, in march um, it's quarter two yeah, quarter- <laughs> so get back on your taxes and i don't know i really thought that this episode could be really fun and like motivating for people who are maybe trying to learn how to work for themselves so i don't know if you want to start it off and that. it's so accessible freelancing just yeah. so everyone knows like mm-hmm. i am a self-taught freelancer which i know people that kind of study what i do maybe they kind of hate me but still <laughs> you can do it anywhere and what i love about you is that you're like I guess like a micro influencer so you're not like you don't am I yes technically yeah I think if you have over a thousand you're like a micro influencer yeah wow I'm gonna put that on my resume (laughs) no but you You literally should well because I think isn't micro like one I think it's like one to like a hundred thousand yeah no it's a very big range but I think you just need a thousand you don't have like this humongous platform like so like even though you deserve it almost in a way feels like unaccessible when Mm. when they're talking about how they're being a freelancer so for you you're just like a normal university student us asking like how you do what you do will be so beneficial for our listeners because they are just like normal people us acting like I'm literally like Beyonce like (laughs) (laughs) we're normal too yeah Yeah, no but I totally get it like I saw Katie Velani's video no shade to her I love her but it was so inaccessible for me to ask, like, my big influencer friends. Like, I don't have influencer friends where I can be like, hey, can I freelance for you? Like, that's not going to happen. Yeah, no. Like, most of us don't have friends that, like, own huge companies and mm. stuff like that. Like, it's yeah. very much who you know and stuff. So I think to start where you're starting from is something that literally anyone can emulate. So. Yeah. With that being said, maybe, like, I feel like freelancing is thrown around a lot. People don't necessarily know what it is. So just to start off, what is freelancing? A very good question. I feel like freelancing, and you can help me answer this question, because I don't think I know a specific 
think it's kind of working for yourself, like kind of offering your services to others without any kind of other benefit, like a big contract or, you know, when you go to work for a company, you have like health benefits usually and all those kind of benefits. You just kind of basically have a contract that is for a specific period of time and you just offer your services. It can be like content creation, graphic design, so like data analytics, programming. I mean, it can be anything, literally anything, writing, video, like videographer. I mean, there's so many freelance services that you can offer, but it's, I feel like it's basically that, kind of offering your services to others. Yeah. I think that was perfect because that's something that I feel like a lot of people don't really realize too, is that like freelancing doesn't just have to be like, oh, logo design or graphic design. It could literally be like landscaping. Like it could be like anything that like you're really your own boss. Yeah, no, like I've seen ads for like voiceovers and like animation Mm -hmm. and like really like anything that you can think of, there's probably a freelance job for it. So because also companies companies benefit from not having to give you any other benefit than a service contract and that's kind of it you know so anyone is looking for a freelance right now so my question was kind of like why do you think like freelancing works for you or like why should people go into freelancing I feel like freelancing it works for me because part of it is because I am a student so basically I can just work whenever I don't have class and this year my classes were all over the place like I have night time classes morning classes and I don't have like a nine to five structure that kind of makes me have to go to one class to another class I could choose any classes any professor that I wanted knowing that I would work in the little bits that I have free and school is a priority for me right now and also it allows me to work from home and in today's world I feel like working from home is the safest thing you can do (laughs) if you can and I was really scared of going out taking the public transport to go to like somewhere I don't drive so it was like a whole thing that I had to take a lot of risk for me and my family that I live with so working working from home was super easy and also since I have a podcast in English and I want to end up moving to the States freelancing for people of the States kind of give me that link to kind of be able to do that jump easier than if I was working for an Argentinian person and I had to do the jump to work for an United States person. I don't know if that makes any sense. <laughs> yeah, of course. No, I just think it's so cool that you really can do it from anywhere. Like you mm-hmm. can work for like a specific company in a different country and you're working remotely. So it's, I think just the convenience of it and sort of like the endless possibilities, like you could literally work for anyone anywhere in the world. Like you don't have to worry about a commute. Like you were talking about, like your safety is your, your home is your office. Like Mm -hmm. you could work from bed if you wanted to, which is so awesome. Pros and cons also, you know, like sometimes I really need to get out of this four wall situation Mm -hmm. that is my room. Like there's my bed, here's my desk, here I do work, here I do school, here I do podcast. And it's like, whoa. (laughs) but I mean I cannot lie it has more benefits than cons so like I guess to give everyone a better idea like what specific projects and things do you work on so yeah like clients right now Mm -hmm. yes so right now I work for I do content creation for a fitness podcast I am the podcast manager of a dating podcast called the dating playbook I also do video editing for kind of like an organization that needed some zoom interviews edited so that's kind of like a short-term project since I audio edit for another podcast it's not very consistent sometimes like I have a few like I have two that are very consistent the other ones come and go and I'm also always like trying to find new jobs and interviewing for new ones like virtual assistant podcast manager podcast producer content creator like all of that it's just crazy like the range of stuff that you do like I didn't even know that you did like all those different things (laughs) because I do it with my own podcast and I always say this like my podcast Yes, I have other things on my portfolio, but my podcast was my portfolio. What kind of made me put myself out there? Because I did content creation, audio editing, video editing, managing the podcast, producing all that for my own. And I was like, hey, I do all of this for my own. I can do it for you too, if you want to. Like, I feel like people don't really realize that, like, I mean, obviously we're both like hoping to make our podcast even like bigger in the long run, but like, in the beginning it is a hobby and I feel like people really don't realize that like your hobbies can be like on your resume and really make you stand out like me applying for my internship and like my full-time job now like my podcast is on my resume yeah I was, like we both have I it do, on there like we do like influencer outreach like we're like I edit the podcast she does the social media like all that stuff like 
it's kind of like our own brand too same with you and so like I think it's really cool that like you can present your podcast and like the Instagram has like a highlight reel or like a resume in itself no it really is a great portfolio too and like a lot of a lot of job applications now they like ask you to link things that you've done and you can just be like oh yeah like check out my Instagram check out like this that the other like that's you just gain so many skills so I don't know yeah just starting a podcast and having it be kind of making the propaganda for it if you want to on Instagram and all of that that means that you're a self-starter and people love knowing that you started something on your own from like the ground up people love to see that so obviously like every single day when it comes to freelancing it's probably different especially with like the different stuff that you do but like what would like a typical day look like or like what do you kind of like need to like get your freelancing day started I'm taking my notebook here because every Sunday night, what I do is I do my little to-do list. So I basically I put it. the days of the week and I try not to put more than five or six items because it's too much. But I even add my workouts and my class in there just in case. But basically, for example, Monday, I have class all from 6 p.m. to 11 p.m. So I have to work all morning mm-hmm. and basically I do the fitness podcast or the concentration because the podcast goes out that day. And then I try to kind of chat with the people from the other places like, hey, what's the next podcast coming or what's the next interview that I have to edit? And then I keep on create, like creating my to-do list. What I did recently, which has been really helping me, was trying to finish my freelance work for Thursday and then having Friday to do my own podcast thing and being able to have Saturday and Sunday more free. But for example, yesterday, I literally slept and ate and did nothing for the podcast all day. So I have to do it today. But yeah, that's okay. But I try to kind of do to do this again, since my days are so different. For example, today I have both class morning and night. So I have like a three-hour window to work so I try not to put too much work on Tuesday I just audio edit and then I do the design for that audio on Wednesday that I have all day free and I kind of try to adjust my things that I try not to overwhelm myself but I try to get everything done by Thursday so I have Friday free and it's been working which is crazy but to do this like physical to do this I'm my favorite thing in the world and also crossing things out of your list once you're done love that so satisfying like I remember it was Thursday and I finished everything and I crossed everything out and I was like wow this feels so good <laughs> oh my god so yeah that's kind of what I do again my days are different because who is different sometimes I have homework and I don't have time to work so I just push everything to the next day and I do my homework and I do work so it depends <laughs> that's kind of like the good thing about freelancing though is that like every day isn't the same because mm-hmm. like I would get so bored if it was like every day it was like just like repetitive over and over yeah no like that's sort of like I work from home too and it's literally just like I can sort of make my own hours like I have a lot of like I have set things I need to get done but like if I want to work at nine o'clock at night like I can Mm -hmm. or like if I want to do something during the day or have like an appointment like I can literally just do it and that's it when I used to go out with friends because now I don't anymore (laughs) (laughs) uh I used for example there was a day that I was a holiday here in Argentina March 24th so I was like, okay, crossing this day out of my calendar, I'm not going to do anything, but I'm going to work on Saturday, on Saturday because I won't be able to do everything. Mm-hmm. Or for example, every day I live off routines, like I thrive on routines, which is not the normal freelancer, but mm-hmm. I love routines. So that's why I have a to-do list and try to finish things off for this specific day and all of that. But for example, every day at 4 p.m. or 4.30 or 5 p.m., I go and I have my coffee and I watch one episode of my favorite show. Right now it's Good Trouble or The Americans. And I just take my coffee or listen to a podcast. I just take my coffee and I don't do anything work. All the tabs are closed and I just see the show. Or for example, morning I wake up, I do my workout and then I put makeup on, listen to a podcast, Fearless by Taylor, Taylor's version and all of that. And I just kind of have my moment alone. Then I start working and I get full into it, but also having breaks because at the beginning I didn't take any breaks Mm -hmm. and I was crying by the end of the day like oh my god I am so overwhelmed so breaks are important and I always schedule them on my to-do list like 4 p.m coffee break mm-hmm. like 10 a.m workout that's why I put my workout there because I don't want to miss it so that's very important in my days that I kind of they're always the same kind of something I wanted to add <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I think, I mean, even with freelancing, how flexible it can be, I feel like to some extent, you have to have some sort of like structure yeah. to keep yourself yeah. sane. So, I but- also, I'm, I'm, I live off routines and I am very responsible, but I'm also a procrastinator. That's how you say that word. Yeah, same. Yeah. <laughs> so if you don't, if I don't have a specific deadline or for example, I could edit the Now You Today and I have like a week to get it done, I probably won't do it today. Mm-hmm. But making myself knowing that I won't want to work on Fridays. I want to finish on Thursday. It makes me want to edit the audio day that I have to edit and kind of have a more structure mm-hmm. for myself because if not, I could live it off until Friday and do everything on Friday and then end up the day great. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Yeah, Oh my God. So changing gears a little bit, do you think the freelancing space has been negatively or positively affected by COVID? Possibly positively but I, I mean also being from outside of the U.S. and working for people in the U.S. like the other day I was talking with my dad he works for a company and they were work, they were looking for someone for a specific job I don't remember right now like consulting or something and he was like there is no one that wants to this job because everyone that does programming that is what he does is doing freelance right now better money like a hundred times better money here the government we have a lot of taxes when it comes to money companies and all of that so it takes literally half of your salary so no one wants to go to that and if you want to you can do it from anywhere you want you don't have to go to an office you can stay here you can travel and get the vaccine in the u.s if you want to if you don't want to be here you can go since classes here are also online you can go anywhere else take your classes online do your work online and that's kind of it and I don't know, I feel like it opened a lot of doors for a lot of people, especially here, because people are looking for freelancers also right now. I think so too, yeah. Well, I mean, especially like what you were saying before about like it being safer, obviously, to work from home. I feel like so many people were like, I mean, so many people lost their jobs. People were looking to make money and like apply their skills. And I feel like the freelancing space like got bigger, but like, I feel like it's not oversaturated because like, there's still so many jobs and like positions and like yeah. people looking for stuff. And, and I also think- COVID took away a lot of freelance things. Like people mm-hmm. who freelance for restaurants or events, they don't, can't do that anymore. But also their podcast came out and a lot of people are looking for podcast managers and podcast producers and content creators. So it also opened a lot of doors, but it also closed a lot of doors. So it's kind mm-hmm. of like- I don't know. I think we're also seeing like, maybe you can say if you're seeing this in Argentina too but we're seeing like sort of a change in how we live our lives and that like we don't really like going to work anymore like some people really like and they thrive from working at home and so I think like this is just changing our lives and I think after this like I feel like people can say, you know what, maybe I can do freelancing. Maybe I don't have to like do this W2 job that I'm not happy in. I get that. Like, and it just kind of gives you the little push that you need, you know? Yeah. And also I I have a lot of experiences to share with this. My dad has been working for home for like 10 years, 15 years now. So I always knew how the work from home life was. And yes, it has pros and cons. I don't want to say like working from home is the best. No, sometimes it's like, 1 a.m. he's still working and we're like no stop and he cannot yeah. stop like he cannot but I always knew that the working from home life was something that I really really liked because I saw it in him and also now that it's time or a few months back was time to go back to the office now everyone's going back from home but like <laughs> I have a lot of friends that work in office like two friends that work in office and I was like one is one of my best friends she looked at me she was like I don't want to go to the office like there's not even a chair in the office because she's an intern so they don't even give her a desk and she was like I am so comfortable at home like literally I work from my bed and then I have class and I don't have to go up the stairs and have like one hour commute to work and all of that mm-hmm. and also there has been always a culture here maybe like a tradition that you have to hate your first job in college, out of college, like you need to hate it. Like if not, you're not gonna appreciate everything after. And I always hated that because I never really wanted to hate my first job. I was like, yeah, no, same. I wouldn't want to. Yeah. And now I, I work. This is like kind of my first job, and I'm like, wow, I love it, and I really don't see myself going into an office ever. I probably will because I want to end up working, or I just want to try out non-freelancing work sometime mm. in the future. But right now, I am so comfortable, and I'm like. I don't know I feel like I love this job and and a lot of friends are in jobs that they don't like but they stay in because like yeah you, you you're never gonna like your first job so I'm here anyways and I'm like no 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 no. 
you can do literally whatever you want outside of this and you don't have to hate it you can make good money and it's good it's okay i don't know i i feel like i broke out of that tradition thank god because everyone was like oh you're gonna work at a cashier for like two years and you're gonna hate it and then you're gonna find a good job and i'm like no i don't want that <laughs> and so yeah i I don't know if I answered the question, but I had a lot of things to say about that. No, but I love that message because like, I mean, even in the US too, that's kind of like, oh, yeah. your first job's going to suck. But it's like, I don't know, like I'm in my first job right now and I really like it. Yeah. And so I'm like, I don't feel like you should. I mean, and like I was out of college for like six, five or six months before. I, well, more than that, like because I was more like seven before I like got like this job. And like, I don't really think you have to like settle for a position that you don't like. No, I mean, I mean, obviously, okay. There's a lot of privilege in that saying that because obviously like everybody can has the like ability to get like a minimum wage job and kind of like apply and like wait around. But I don't know. I don't really feel like you have to pick a job just because like you feel like you're supposed to hate your first job. Yeah. Yeah, And and also I live with my parents. So I feel like I have a lot of privilege in that where I don't make enough money to live alone, but I don't have to live alone. So I save all the money that I make, literally. And I have a lot of privilege in that. But yeah, that's I wanted just to put that out there just so people know that it's not like, whoa, I start feeling and I make like $3,000 a month. That doesn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, this is like kind of a perfect like transition. So we wanted to ask you about pros and cons of working for yourself. So obviously a pro is not having to go into an office. That's the vibe. You can work from your bed. I have a meeting once a week and I like kind of put myself together for that. And then all the other days I just look like shit and I love it. Yeah. Yeah, I, the thing is, again, going back to the six month long quarantine, I realized that I needed to start doing some things for myself to be able to be productive and to not feel like shit all day when you cannot get out of your house for six months, like not even nothing, like nothing. So that's why I look like this my entire life because if I don't do like this, I won't move out of bed. Like I won't get out of bed ever. So I do this and also again, my morning routine is so sacred for me that putting makeup on is part of my morning routine. But still, I love working from home because it gives me the ability to have a morning routine, which I woke up at 5.30 before to go to school at 7.45. Mm. And it just and I came back home for at like 3, 4 p.m. It was not healthy. It was not good. I was always tired. I was living off of three hours of sleep every day. It was not good. It was not good. So I don't know. Yeah. Comes, there's no one watching over you and telling you, you need to do this, you need to do that. So that's why I have it to do this because I can be like pushing things off and be like, oh, I can do this later. I can do this later. I can do this later. And also there's a lack of a team maybe or people to talk to, bounce ideas off of and be with. That usually happens in the office and all of that. Like I always cherish and I always try to as my best have like one podcast interview a week, one or two to kind of connect with someone else and kind of talk because sometimes I don't even talk which is something that a lot of people I, my sister is a graphic designer for example she's on her senior year she never really wanted to freelance because of that because of the lack of a team and kind of work like yeah like teamwork and that's something I miss but again I try to put like calls and all of that like I don't really have a call with my free with my clients they don't really need it we just did like an interview call and that was kind of it and they just trust what I do and that's kind of it and I'm glad because sometimes having a video call in my house is where five people is kind of busy and it's kind of like everyone shut up okay I have one hour to do this shut up but I try again to do podcasts or this kind of interviews or just anything that would kind of make me talk girls I mean everything is a pro like I can dress whatever I want I can do whatever I want to be completely honest like if I wanted to do anything I want I can like I literally just stop working in the middle of the day to record a podcast interview and then I go back to work and you cannot do that in in an office and Mm -hmm. I don't travel again I don't travel and I stay safe which I read an article the other day that said if you didn't have COVID and you're a young person you're like five times more more like a risk to COVID and I was just like I my anxiety didn't need to be like, <laughs> I, I was like I, I didn't need this article 
So it just helps me be feel safer and be safer, which is a plus nowadays. I had a question. There might not be like an answer to this, but we were kind of wondering if you've ever had like a negative experience freelancing or like a bad experience with like a client or something. You don't have to share like details or there might not even be an experience. I'm thinking, no, I never. But also I started in December. Mm-hmm. So it's not like I have like, wow, a lot of experience. No, I don't have a bad experience freelancing ever. That's like good, the though. thing is right now I'm kind of, I'm kind of growing, not only growing with what my rate is but also mm-hmm. kind of wanting to do other kind of kinds of work so i'm trying to figure out how can i live a client while driving another client and kind of being respectful and being like okay yes i want to do something else but i still don't want to leave you hanging so mm-hmm. i'm trying to figure out that right now so i'm trying to look for another client and see if i get that other client maybe leave one client and kind Ooh. of i'm there yeah <laughs> no i don't know i feel like negative experiences aren't really that common I feel like you get sort of a vibe from someone when you get like the initial interview you're like oh would we work well together and then you can kind of like gauge from there and also I started freelancing through the Upwork platform so that protects you a lot when it comes to shitty experiences yeah speaking of shitty experiences can you get scammed and how do you protect yourself against that Again, I, I do a lot of freelance through Upwork, so I don't usually get scammed. Yeah. The only one that can scam me is Upwork because I take 20% of everything I do. Yeah. <laughs> you are so funny. But no, but sometimes, for example, I was working with these girls, which are the best in the world. I love them. And they are my clients and they are from the UK. And they were like, we love what you do. And we know that Upwork takes a lot of money from you. So do you want to? take this out from Upwork and we can pay you like outside of this and I was like yes so now I'm doing that 20% that I lost oh awesome thank god so I'm doing that but no I mean I feel like again Upwork protects you a lot and also I find a lot of freelance jobs through Facebook groups like freelance females it's my favorite and no one really scams you on freelance females Mm. I feel like it it will be very like I don't know I will never see anyone scamming but also just and to the Facebook page, yeah, they have a photo that they legit and just do an interview, like a video call and see what vibe they give you. And if they give you a really weird vibe, just get out of there. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's like a big thing. And I think also like in the initial interview, just asking really good questions to kind of gauge like what they're looking for and like how your work will be measured mm-hmm. so that you're not running into these problems when you hand them their work and they're, and they're like wait I hate this yeah, <laughs> yeah. and like look up reviews and stuff yeah to see, oh like, that's a big I, one they're like a reputable brand like even like my job not freelancing like mm-hmm. I looked up like all those websites where people put in like their experience glass store yeah. I don't know I think it's really just important to like do your research like literally act like you're like online dating and like mm-hmm. look them up yeah. beforehand and like get references Literally, like you should yeah, never go to anywhere without looking up anything not dating not working like not look up where you're going also if you're a woman just even look it up more yeah exactly we're more, we're more like sadly we are we are more in danger when it comes to this thing to get scammed or to get whatever it is so just look up anything that you can <laughs> and like I know on Upwork you can um like almost set like filters for yeah. a number of reviews and stuff like that so like I personally probably wouldn't take a job that like doesn't have a review for example, they, they it says payment verified. So you yeah, know but you want they the, have the yeah. payment ver- verified. If they don't have the payment verified, then don't get into the job. Like don't send a proposal. It's not yeah, it's worth it. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. So like with Upwork, this isn't like one of our questions, but I guess we could just talk about it. Like, what do you like about the platform? Sort of like how do you apply for jobs? Like, what are certain things that you look for? I started freelancing is a very funny story because I wanted a new phone. I have the iPhone 7. 2018 when I went to, no, yeah, 2018 when I, 2017 when I went to New York and I bought this phone. So I was like, oh, I need a new phone and I didn't have this computer. I wanted a new computer because I was using my little sister's phone. So I was like, I need money, I need money. Mm-hmm. And I cannot go into an office right now. I don't have the qualifications and I also want a job that I enjoy. So I was like, I am going to freelance. I had an interview a few months back with Natalie Barbu to be the social media manager for her podcast. I didn't get chosen to be that person, but it kind of opened the doors and my mind to be like, hey, I can do this for other people. When you're from where I am, you're like, where do you start? Like, what do you do? Like, who do you call? Where do you go? So I have a friend that uses Fiverr 
to sell her illustrations, which she made my new logo, which I don't know when it's going up, but... Oh, I didn't know you rebranded. That's so cool. Fiverr is good. I'm not going to lie. It works good, but you need to kind of put yourself out there and kind of make yourself famous and make other people want to offer you a job. On Upwork, which is what I like, you can... People post a job and you can send proposals. So, hey, I could do this for this job because I have this experience. This is my portfolio and all that. And people choose you from that. So you send your cover letter to anyone and you're going to find clients there. Like it's not people looking for freelancers. It's freelancers looking for jobs, which made my life super easy. Mm-hmm. And I love Upwork. The only bad thing is that, again, it takes 20% of everything I do every week, which it kind of hurts. But <laughs> uh, I am so protected by the platform, though, in any single way. Like they protect freelancers so much, and you can see reviews. They can leave reviews for you. I mean, I cannot complain. Again, it's a lot of money, but it's okay. It's okay. I mean, they need some money, so they need to get money somewhere as a platform. So I'm not gonna blame them. But I love Upwork because, again, since I didn't have any resources to find clients myself, or I didn't even know where to start. That gave me the opportunity for me to present to clients and be like, hey, this is me. This is me. Love me. Thank you. And that's it. <laughs> I guess we can't, you kind of were talking about payment a little bit earlier. You were talking about like your rate and stuff. So like, how does payment work? I mean, I know we were kind of talking about like Upwork payment and stuff, but like, I guess if you wanted to get, obviously don't share your rate if you're not comfortable with that, but like, just like how you came to like your own rating and stuff. The rating was a very difficult thing because also here in Argentina, there's a culture of overworking for less money. That is like my hardest thing. Yeah. <laughs> the, the thing is here, we come, we try to get into the US market and to kind of be chosen from that market because our market is really good. We put our rate lower. So we are kind mm-hmm. of in advantage in that sense. You know, we're like, oh yeah, just pay me less. But I would, also the dollar here, like, what I win wouldn't be enough to live in the U.S., but for me, it's so enough. Like, it's better than an entry-level job. Like, it's twice of an entry-level job here. And I wouldn't live up anywhere in the States with that kind of money. So that's a lot of that. That also kind of takes a play when it comes to choosing your rate. It was so hard, and I'm not going to lie. I started at $10 an hour to do kind of everything that I do, like video editing. Wow. Mm-hmm. This is not enough. Like I'm doing so much work and it's not enough. So kind of going up a little bit and kind of also Google is my, was my best friend. Like, how much does a freelance <laughs> video editor is worth hourly rate? And you see so many numbers. It's overwhelming sometimes, but I always go to the lower part. I don't know. I, sometimes I don't feel comfortable enough to be like, yeah, a hundred dollars an hour. I'm like, no. No, you know, I have knowledge, but I'm not that good of a video editor. Like, so yeah, just in a way, it's very hard, but I feel like you should just have to be confident in your abilities. You're probably going to start off low and you're going to have to keep on going up as you realize that your work is really good and you deserve more money. But I mean, no one gets it right the first time. It's really hard. And basically my payment through Upwork, I just deposited on my PayPal account and that's where my money is. No, rates are literally the hardest part. Mm-hmm. Like, and like knowing when to increase them or like. Yeah, like I'm like, oh my God, it's oh. just so hard. Like when people ask you, I'm like, I'm the worst. Like I'm always like, oh, well, how much do you want to pay me? And I'm like, obviously they want to pay me like nothing. <laughs> so they, they, they're like, oh, will you do it for free? Like, I mean, people really haven't asked that, but it's like, I'm just like horrible at like rating myself. Like someone sent me an email the other day and they were like, oh, I saw your profile like on LinkedIn. Like, would you be able to edit this video for me? Like how much would you charge? And I was like, dude, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's so hard to tell. And like, I don't know. You don't want to ask for too much. Yeah. You want them to turn you away. And then you want to ask for too little. And then for them to like. Also, I- everyone has opinions about your rate. And it's like, I didn't ask you for anything. Yeah. Like, I remember I asked all my friends and they were like, wow, that's really low. Wow, that's really high. And I'm like, would you tell me a number? Like, help me figure this out. <laughs> yeah. I think it is really subjective, but like, I forget where I heard this from, but um, I think it was maybe from like our OnlyFans episode when oh, we, when we interviewed her. Yeah, yeah, when she was talking about what to charge, and she was like, she gets like harass, not like harassment, but like she gets shit from like buyers saying like, oh, like your stuff is too expensive, and she's like, well, the, I can always find someone that's gonna pay more than you. So it's like 
you know, you don't have to take a job just because they're offering you money. Like if you truly feel like it's not enough, then don't take it. Yeah. Imposter syndrome for sure. Oh, I'm not good enough. So I'm going to, and this person is right. And it's like, there's always going to be someone that it's one of one. It's going to want to work with you and it's going to pay you what you deserve. So don't get discouraged if someone tells you that your stuff is too expensive. It's not too expensive. Like, don't worry. No, but like, <laughs> your worth. Your worth. Yeah, know <laughs> your worth. There's just so much imposter syndrome, especially in like the kind of like field that we're in, because like the three of us are. I mean, like, yeah, I went to school for communications, but the three of us are mainly self-taught. Yeah. And so like people will ask me to do things, and I'm like, oh my god, like I don't know how much to charge them. Like it's not really that hard what I do, but like Meg says all the time, she's like, if it wasn't hard, then like they would do it themselves, and like. They're like paying for like their time and stuff. Yeah, that's really what it is. It's paying for time. It's paying for convenience. And like something when I always like when I get discouraged, when I'm thinking like, oh, you know, like I am self-taught. Like I remind myself, I don't know if you know who this is, but um, Joanna Gaines, she's like, she's like, look up her stuff. Um, She has, she literally did not go to school for an interior design. She's like a super famous interior designer. She has a line at Target of like home decor and stuff she and her husband have their own show where they flip houses she has books she has like literally she has her own market like where you can buy furniture and just like all this stuff she literally came from nothing like she taught herself everything was not formally trained and she's so successful now and like even though that's like a completely different field it just goes to show that like some people just have natural talent and like there's worth in that too. You don't always have to have a degree. You don't always have to have five years of experience. You know, it's just like, <laughs> it's literally just like how you are and like, that's okay. That's okay. Yeah. And also my major, for example, international relations has so many routes that you can go out to so many routes. Like you, you can do anything you want. And if I want to do political communication, which is what I want to do, I need to teach myself how to edit videos, how to audio edit. Because for example, I remember seeing a job post I, I wasn't going to apply but I saw a job post for Vox podcast which are my favorite podcast in the world and they were looking for a producer for today's thing which would be their version of the daily mm-hmm. and they were like listing what the responsibilities would be and I was like I would want to work for these people and they just needed someone who knew how to audit it who knew how to pitch guests who knew how to create an episode and think of an episode and kind of plan an episode and if you don't ever practice that, you won't ever have the experience. So exactly. I used to do the campaigns for the my students' union, like the political campaigns, because the president and the vice president that were presenting themselves were my friends. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to do it. And now looking back at everything I did for free, it's like, <laughs> never again, sweetie, never again. Like, no, too much work. But it also helped me to kind of build my portfolio. But it was too much work for free. So, yeah. Looking back, it's like, oh, I would never, never do it again. I love you, my friend, but this is too much work for free. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, but, like, that's what's great is that you realize that. And like you said before, like, those clients you have on Upwork, they realize the fact that, like, you're doing a lot of work and you're not getting compensated enough. And they're like, hey, let me pay you outside. Like, there's mm-hmm. always people that are going to be like that. So you just have to find those people. And then yeah. have those people hire you. <laughs> well, and you want the people that truly value your work to like be your clients. Like, you yeah. People, well, even like, like I like edit YouTube videos for like Meg's boyfriend's little sister, and she's like a friend. And I'm like, and she still like pays me for my work. And so it's like, obviously, I'm not charging her like hundreds of dollars, but yeah. it's like still, it's like you want people that like value your work as much as you do to be like your clients too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. So speaking of like the job that you just were taught that your clients that pay you extra, which love that, um, you said they were from the UK. So obviously you're working internationally. Like, how does that work? Just all of it. <laughs> it's a very broad question, but. <laughs> no, I'm thinking the thing is here in Argentina, the freelance culture, like people hiring freelancers here, it's not, it's not a thing. Like people are very how do you say, very prone to scam freelancers because they think, like, I don't know, people here are, sometimes they're really good people and sometimes they're very shitty. And when it comes to that, they really don't think that you're doing enough or what you're doing is valuable and they just can really scam you really easy. So I was like, I'm not going to look freelance jobs here because it's not going to work. And also to buy myself, my computer and my phone, I needed 
dollars, not Argentinian money. So <laughs> we're not gonna lie there. It's way it's way harder to get to the amount of buying an iPhone with Argentinian money than to win dollars every month. Like it's different. So yes, I work with the UK and the US. Also Upwork connects you with people from all over the world. I usually work for a month with a client from Australia. Like wow. Like it, it just, and also it gives you like, again, it gives me that link for when I want to move to the US to be like, I work for people here and that would help me to do the link to make the move. And I practice my English, which I love. And again, I win dollars, which is, I'm never going to lie, that's the best thing about the job. Like, <laughs> just to keep in mind, one dollar is 150 Argentina pesos, which I mean, it's not the exact same but it's a lot of money. Like it's a lot yeah. Of- wow, that's, that's wild. So you said you have a PayPal account. So do you just like transfer the money from like American dollars to Argentinian pesos? Yeah. So that's that's a whole stuff that I'm kind of thinking about right now. Since I want to buy things, right now what I'm doing is basically just buying Amazon gift cards and kind of buying things off of Amazon with the gift card. I'm gonna buy my phone with paypal because you can pay with paypal and apple oh yeah and i'm gonna see that or for example i wanted to buy someone's merch i think it was taylor swift's probably mm-hmm. and i can pay paypal from her account so that's gonna save me a lot of a lot of hassle that's nice but if not i should create a bank account there and not my money away so it's a whole thing here <laughs> so obviously we know that you're in school right now do you think that you're going to continue doing freelancing or are you going to like stop and try to do a traditional job or kind of do like both? Yeah. So I got a lot of unsolicited advice about this, which is the part that sucks sometimes about doing not a typical job where in a place where typical jobs are everything like a normal, a normal office job is whatever everyone knows in Argentina, freelancers are not a thing. So people really don't understand sometimes my job. But I always said, like, my priority right now is to graduate. So I'm going to keep on freelance working while until I graduate in December. And then while I have my freelance job in the back, because it gives me a lot of money and it helps me and it has, like, my creative outlet out there, I'm going to look for a more normal job that has something to do with my career. If I find it, great. If not, I'm going to keep on freelancing. Like, I have that privilege of graduating and not having to look for a job so like desperately because I will have the freelance job to back me up whenever I need to so that's kind of like my plan but anyone is like oh quit freelancing go find a normal job and I'm like never (laughs) I don't think I'll ever give it up completely Mm -hmm. well that's what's great though like you could have a normal job and then do freelancing stuff like at night when you get home or do stuff on weekends and like if you really enjoy doing it, then don't stop doing it. Yeah, yeah, and also it made me realize that I want to have a job that has a creative side, mm-hmm. like some kind of content creation for, for like my dream is also Vox Media Podcast or for oh. example, Human Women. Your Women, I love Young Women and I would love to create content for them or maybe create a podcast for them, like I don't know, or even work for, uh, I don't know, AOC in her political campaign, like those kinds of things I would love to do. Freelance gives me a lot of experience of having relations with people from outside the U.S., finding clients, giving them a job, that work that they like, and all that. So I would never. And also people like that are more prone sometimes to hire freelancers and to hire a full-time with all the benefits person kind yeah. of style. Like I know someone from UNICEF, Christy Vetter, she had like a six month contract with UNICEF and mm-hmm. it was like, that's it. <laughs> so they're more prone to hire freelancers. And if you have experience, it's always better. Yeah. Well, no, that's what's cool. Like you can work for a bunch of different companies. Cause I feel like, I don't know if just, if this is just you guys, but I feel like I also get bored staying at the same place for like too long. Yeah. Like if it's yeah. more than like three years, I'm kind of like, I get an itch yeah. and I'm like, all right, I got to do something else. But that's what's great with freelancing is that you can literally do anything. Like we had Len, uh, Lindsay Rampalski on the podcast and she worked for Playboy for that a couple months sick, like, and did graphic that. design for them. Like any company that like you want to work at or any company that you like, you can probably find something that they're looking for and then mm-hmm. just apply and see what happens. Yeah, like podcasts, for example. I love I love to work for the dating po- podcast that they're from the UK. I love it, and I don't think I'll ever let it go because even though it has nothing to do with what I do, I enjoy listening to the episodes and kind of editing the episodes. I laugh when I edit them, so I love that. But for example, the fitness client that I have, I'm kind of getting tired of the fitness because it's not really my round 
But for example, Michelle Reed, I remember she once said that she may be looking for a social media manager to so just send her the things. And I have a great relation with her after I record with her. Like I sent her DMs and she answers me. I love her. And she once posted a job that a photographer sent and I was like, oh my God, I would love to if I was from New York. And she was like, yeah, you'd be so great for the job. So I'm crossing my fingers that I social manage her podcast Instagram someday. So those kinds of things. That would be I, so fun. It has nothing to do with what I do, but I love it. And also, even if I graduate as an international relations major and I still want to do social media management for lifestyle content, it's 100% okay. Like, if I'm fulfilled with that, I don't need to specifically do the job of my, like, diploma. You know, it's not necessarily. Like, I want to put that out there because a lot of people always tell me, like, oh, your diploma says this, so you should do this. And I'm like, no, I should do what makes me happy and what I like. I don't care what my diploma says. <laughs> well, especially, too, because, like, social media and, like, podcasting and all that stuff, there's no major for that. Mm-hmm. You can't study that yet. Um, mm-hmm. Like, you can do some sort of, like, some things in marketing but like even I, I feel like those curriculums aren't really developed yet maybe 10 years from now the, there'll be more like majors and stuff for that but right now it's like we're trail we're trailblazing out here like we're we're, we're figuring it all out so like there's nothing wrong with wanting to do social media full-time like you see like people like influencers do that all the time they graduate sure. with degrees and then they quit and then just pursue it full-time so yeah. And also, when I, I want to add that here, we don't have double majors, but if we did, I would totally do like a double major in communication or marketing because it would really help me. Like, I'm not saying that it won't, but I don't feel like doing another four-year career right now yeah, just no. because we don't have double major. Like, I would rather gain experience doing stuff rather than keep on learning the theory because the theory works to the point and then you have to go out and experience and do things for your own. Like, mm-hmm. it happened with me with Adobe Premiere Pro. Like, I learned all the theory. I saw the YouTube videos. I watched the YouTube videos. Sorry. And then when I sat down, I took, like, five hours to edit one video. But because unless, uh, until you get, like, acquaintance to the program and you kind of know where to click, what to choose, like, the shortcuts, you're never going to know. So you can see all the YouTube, watch all the YouTube videos, but until you do it yourself, mm-hmm. you're not going to work. You know? That's also, kind of, like, how I feel about, like, jobs and stuff. I feel like... Like, yes, like school does like a good job of preparing you, but I feel like you learn the majority of the stuff on the job and you like teach yourself and you just like work it out. My career is so like theory based. Like I learned, I'm still learning history. I'm like, I need something that will help me to get a job outside of this. I cannot take more history, please. And it's like, I don't know, they could give us like a thesis that would be like, from your political party or something but no it's a research thesis so Ugh. if you don't go out there and look for you what what you want to kind of cross things up your list that you don't like and highlight the things that you like you're never going to gain experience and no one likes that no one's going to hire you if you don't have experience. i know well, i like to some extent i feel like experience is more important than like a degree like having like mm-hmm. the internships yeah. having like the like outside of like school time your hobbies like, yeah, like what like, we do hobbies, like yeah. The podcast. What I did for the students' union was way, way more important than my degree when it came to freelancing. No one cared what my degree was. They wanted to see my work. Mm-hmm. And all that student union free work that I did helped me so much, so much. And I have it on my resume. It's not that important, but I did a lot of things and I took a lot of photos. I went to a lot of events. I met a lot of people also in our network with a lot of people. So that was more important. Like the outside from school hours were more important than the hours I was in school studying (laughs) okay so just to sort of wrap up a little bit what advice do you have for someone that's looking to get into freelancing one would be if you don't mind the 20 (laughs) percent fees from Upwork go to Upwork and if you're just starting and if you're in a privileged position like me to be able to lose that 20 percent and still make good money Start on Upwork is the easiest way, it's the best way. Like some friends of my sister are doing Upwork, I am doing Upwork. My dad is looking to doing Upwork, I mean, we're, we're everywhere. And if not, just go to Facebook groups. I mean a thousand, no, not a thousand, but I mean like five Facebook groups that look for the kids because they have like 10,000, 6,000 people. And there are like opportunities, PR, marketing, whatever, jobs. The other one is freelance female, the other one is freelance, whatever. 
Facebook groups are the best. And don't be afraid to DM people and be like, hey, I could do the social media for your podcast, for your account, for whatever. People are always looking for that stuff. And even if they're not looking for it, they can refer you to someone and just start and know your worth. It's so important to know your worth. You're going to get it wrong at the first time, but learn to know your worth and that your work is really good and don't compare yourself to others. I love that. Perfect. I think that too, like something, like if you have a, if you have any sort of hobby, like make an account for it, make a social media yeah. account for it. Um, you can like offer services, you can DM people. I think it just opens a lot of doors and it just is also like serves as a portfolio for your work. And you can say like, I did this, this and this. And so yeah, you could literally make a social media account for anything. Mm -hmm. So, and if you have a podcast, always network with the people you're interviewing because you're never going to get that one-on-one ever again, probably. Mm -hmm. So if you can ask them questions or ask them if they know someone or if they want some of your services, don't be afraid to ask because you're never going to have a video call with like Michelle Reed again. Like I just showed my shot there. I was like, this is never going to happen again. So I'm just going to do it. (laughs) This was so fun. Thanks for coming on. This was so fun. Thank you so much. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode with Camila. We're so excited to have her on. We definitely want to have her on in the future. I feel like we always just have such good conversations with her. Again, if you haven't, please go listen to the episodes that we did with her. We did one on cancel culture, which was really interesting and fun to talk about. And then we also did one for National Women's Month, which was in March. But honestly, every month is National Women's Month. We talked about like sexual assault and we talked about Me Too and Time's Up and all that stuff. So every conversation we have is super important with her. Yeah. And she's just a great person and we really admire her and how hard she works. So please go follow her too. Go rate and review her podcast. You know, support her because she's a great person. And we will talk to you guys next Monday. Love you, mean it. Te amo. Mucho. Uh, Mucho. How do (laughs) you say mean it? I don't know. I don't know. (laughs)